Welcome to Worship in the Word. Uh, today we're talking about Teshua, which is the Hebrew word for repentance, and the sins of omission. There's sins of commission, which are sins that we we uh, we understand that uh, we're we're doing, and uh, of our own volition we do these things. But sometimes. Uh, uh, in life, we omit to do some things that we should do, and those are the sins of omission. And we're turning to the book of James. James is a real toughie. He's a strong uh, Bible teacher. Uh, he was known as uh, James the Sadik, which is, means the righteous one. So we're turning to chapter 4. We're going to read uh, from verse 1 through 17 today. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Okay, so uh, we, we see this uh, spoken about in other portions of Scripture where people that are that are living in uh, sin in their life um, uh, uh, they are at war with themselves there's a there's a there's a state of confusion and uh, the Bible says that they are contending with themselves okay go ahead ye lust and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may, ye may consume it upon your lusts. Okay. So he's talking about prayer, that uh, uh, we, we don't really receive... Uh, a lot of the things that we're asking God for because our our prayers are, he says, amiss. That means uh, like if you're shooting a bow and arrow and you, you're shooting at a target and instead of hitting the target area, your arrow is going off to the side. This is what the amiss is. Uh, and if we, if we want to hit the bullseye, uh, with our prayers, we have to have them uh, directed toward godly things, toward uh, kingdom purposes. Okay, go ahead. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Okay. Um, being a friend means that uh, this is what you're close to. This is what 
you spend your time with. This is uh, when you're somebody's friend, you you get to know them very well, and you're familiar with them, and and you like hanging with them. And uh, uh, we can either be um, uh, friendly with worldly things and have worldly purposes and worldly plans, or we can be friends with God. And in order to do that, our, our paradigm, our model, our plan has to be uh, designed within the will and the plan of God. Go ahead. Do ye think that the Scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. Okay, so the scripture tells us that that by nature uh, we are we we live oftentimes in envy. Uh, it can be envy of people that are wealthy. Uh, this is why uh, a lot of magazines. Um, of that type are popular because it has has pictures of the the rich and the famous and there was a program on TV about the rich and the famous and how they have their big yachts and people like to lust after that and think oh wow that wouldn't that be wonderful to have all of that money and have the the, the big boats uh, to have everything that they have the the uh, expensive cars and so forth. So um, we can't we can't be lovers of, of all of that and be lovers of God at the same time. Now I, I, I put uh, put it out there that that God is a God of the blessing. He He wants us to have everything that we need. He wants us to have a blessed life. But. Uh, his plan, uh, the divine plan for our life, and the and the and the worldly plan for our life, which is um, designed by the enemy of our soul. Uh, the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world. So, okay, go ahead. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble. Okay. So he's, he resists those that are prideful, and we see in the world that there's, there's a lot of pride. Um, and uh, with God, uh, pride doesn't work. It's, it's all about humbling ourselves. Bible says to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and he will lift us up. And he says that pride cometh before the fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. So uh, continue on. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay. So uh, what this is saying is it's an interesting thing, that concept that that if we resist the work of, of the dark side on our life, if we resist the devil, uh, he's going to flee. He's not just going to leave. He's going to leave in a hurry. If, if, if our life is given over to God and, and uh, 
things, uh, we sense that there's a, an attack by, uh, by forces of the dark side on our family. It could take place in a lot of different ways. But if, if we're praying uh, the prayer of faith in Jesus' name and we command Satan, be thou out of here, uh, he cannot stand up against the name of Jesus. He will flee. Uh, he'll only stay a part of your life when you entertain him and, and, and enjoy having him. Uh, one preacher said, uh, if you let the devil ride, go for a ride with you, he'll end up at the driver's seat. And this is how it works. So let's, let's continue on. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Okay, we draw close to him. We try to cleave close, cleave to God. And, and then as we reach out and, and try to come closer to God, he comes closer to us. It it's, it's works together. It's a synergism. Okay, go ahead. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Okay. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Okay, there we go. Humble yourself uh, be in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. He's saying, James is not saying, hey, I want you to be a deadbeat. I, I want you to just go around and not have any joy or happiness. No, he's he he's against that pridefulness. He, he says, get rid of that pridefulness out of you. Expunge it and humble yourself. And when you do that, God is going to lift you up. You're going to have a greater joy than, than you could attain anywhere in the world. Uh, go ahead. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But it if thou judgest the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Okay, so um, this is one of the worst things that 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 happens in the relationship of of um, people uh, when people talk about other people in negative ways. Uh, really, what you're doing is you're presenting a curse upon that person because your words take upon a life of themselves. How powerful is our words? Jesus said, be care of each and every word that you speak because out of the, wor uh, the words that you speak, uh, you are either going to be uh, condemned, or you're going to be exonerated. Exonerated means you're going to be set free. In other words, uh, part of the judgment on Judgment Day, when we stand before him and in his judge of faithfulness, it's going to be our faithfulness on, uh, 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 on the words that we spoke 
if we speak uh, bad about another person, it's it's like we're killing that person. You're saying that's crazy. Well, Jesus said, uh, if we hate somebody, we're guilty of killing that person. And uh, so we we have to uh, because. When we when we speak something, it 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 creates a yoke, and it creates a bond of iniquity between you and that person. And uh, part of teshuva is correcting all of those uh, those uh, those yokes, those yokes of iniquity uh, between others. Jesus said, "If you're gonna." Uh, lay something, a gift on the altar, go first to your brother and get things right with your brother or your sister. And then come back and give the gift. Well, all the gift really is us. The gift is us. We're the gift that we're putting on the altar. When we give our life to God, we're putting our life out there on the altar. And he says, okay, I want to receive that life but before I receive it, I want you to get squared away with all of those people that you you bad wrapped, all those people that you spoke evil about. I want you to get that straightened around because we can't have all that iniquity hanging out there. I'm going to purify you into a vessel of, of God. I hope this makes sense to you. It's, uh, what we say is very powerful. And uh, especially as we move along in the kingdom of God, we have power to cast out. Uh, the Bible said that that um, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will have power to cast out devils, and the power to lay hands on heal. So our 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 power of speech becomes superhuman when we're involved in the kingdom of God. And uh, I'm not preaching to a lot of people, but I'll say amen to myself because it's amen and amen. Go ahead. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Okay. So he's saying uh, uh, God is the lawgiver. He would do the judging. If somebody really did something horrible to you, he's going to make the judgment against that person. Now, you, your job is... Uh, is in in breaking that yoke of of iniquity where somebody hurts you big time is to forgive them and in the our father prayer he puts the tag on uh if you want to be forgiven you have to forgive so it's it's not a option it's it's something that we have to do go ahead whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then 
vanisheth away. We don't we don't know from one day to the next. We don't know our appointed time. Yes. We had a young man in our, our in our Bible study uh, that he was on a tremendous accelerated path mm-hmm. in 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 serving God and and uh, like none I had ever seen before or after. Everything that I I would give to him to the word from the word he incorporated in his life. He would come uh, 15 or 20 minutes before Bible study and and he would ha- uh, he would write down questions. He and and he just moved along. It was just phenomenal to see his growth. And then I got the news I was out of town that he had made he was making a delivery of a pizza somewhere. He was out on Route 80, um, and uh, some one of those signs that you have on a vehicle to identify that you're a delivery person fell off. And he looked both ways. He didn't see anything, and he stepped out, and he was he was run over by a truck and, and crushed and died instantly, and uh, it was devastating. But we know that where he's in heaven, and he had such a testimony on many, many people saw the transformation that took place of how the Word of God can transform a life. So even though it, uh, I, I had a great difficulty with that uh, God helped me to understand that that this uh, young man's life was was meant to be a testimony of the transformational power of of God. Um, now go ahead, let's finish but the now singer. ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Okay, James is concluding here that if we know that something's wrong with us and something we've done something and we need to apologize for it, uh, we need to ask forgiveness about it, and we don't do that, that's a sin. That's a sin of omission. And uh, if, if we omit, if we omit to forgiving people uh, that perhaps are seeking to make things right, that's a sin of omission. So we have to we have to follow these things that are uh, and I know they're difficult. I know uh, I had a certain thing that happened to me and I, I had a hard time. I couldn't shake it. I'd wake up in the morning about it. It was and it was something that happened within um, Somebody of faith that uh, damaged it, 
damaged me. It damaged my family, and I, I couldn't, had a hard time. I, I tried to forgive. Jesus said, some, these things come out sometimes only by fasting and prayer. That means intense prayer uh, where we, we physically uh, fast, a, fast a meal and we pray and, and we seek God's help. And so I went into intensive prayer to, uh, to overcome this thing that had yoked upon me. And uh, once, I mean, several months went by, and I did it every morning. I prayed every morning. And one day I woke up, and it was gone. It was gone completely. I had freedom from this thing. And God says, I want you to call that person up. I want you to call that person up and tell them that you've forgiven them and that you've gotten the victory over it. And I called that person, and that person said, hold on, I'm coming over. And that person came over, we sat down, and that person cried. That person said, this thing has been bothering me for long time and he says I'm this has given me the release I said praise God now we're both free of this thing see how it works we can forgive others we don't want to do that we can say I'm not forgiving them I'm not going to do it. I'm not. okay well then you're committing a sin of omission but when you do the forgiveness and you do reach out uh, a hand of, uh, uh, of forgiveness, and and they receive the f- forgiveness from you, then you're both freed from it, and you and you both move up to a higher level in in God, and and God gives you the victory over it and peace, and you can give witness and you can give testimony to other people, so. Uh, God bless you today for listening to this, and uh, we're praying for you to receive the freedom from anything that yokes you and keeps you from God. God bless you today.